It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Raider Nation, on a night when you can celebrate. Yes, the Raiders, winners of three in a row. They moved to five and seven on the season. Yes, 500 is in the offing. You can see it, Raider Nation. I know you wanted a Super Bowl title, but hey, let's figure out where this team's going uh, and support them as they try to forge on to a more respectable record. And most importantly, improvement this is silver and black today an odyssey original podcast do us a favor make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get it wherever you listen to your audio and also make sure you subscribe if you're watching us on youtube and hit the notifications bell also must do me a favor my co-host tonight as always on the postgame show is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you also go to Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube right now. Subscribe. Just open another browser on the side. Go to Raiders Fan Radio and subscribe and make sure you catch the show on Wednesday night. Murph is joining us live from the Bet MGM Casino at the Golden Strike Casino in Tunica, Mississippi. I should say the Bet MGM Sportsbook, where he is at. That's why he's got that cool back. Murph always kills me on the backdrops because he's got the fan cave, which is awesome. And now he's in Tunica, living it up like a, a big spender that he is. And he's got all this, this this expanse casino space on a Super Bowl, or excuse me, on an NFL Sunday. It's looking good, man. You having fun down there with your son? Oh, oh my gosh, it's been a blast. Actually, I'm down here with my girl, Valerie. My oh, that's right. Your son was last so, yeah. week. The sun was last week. We visited him down in, down in Biloxi. And so, yeah, we're here in Tunica. And, and I got to tell you, these folks have rolled out the red carpet. And, and much thanks to Safern and, and thanks to Jennifer here, who's our who's taking care of us tonight. Uh, I mean, it's been an amazing experience. They've, they've, they've hooked us all up with pretty much run of the place. And so we couldn't be more thankful. And, yeah, if you're ever finding yourself in northern Mississippi, you want to go check out a casino or go check out a sports book, the food is fantastic. They got 50 HD screens around here. Like it's the, it's, it's, I got a, there's a top golf suite right over here to my left and people are going Sweet. nuts at it. It's, it's a blast around here. It's fun. That's awesome. Of course, Tunica, Mississippi, close to Tupelo, right? Which is where the birthplace of Elvis Presley. You can run up to the road to Memphis. You can go over, you can go all the way around. Yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's got good. a lot of good stuff going on down there. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes from Memphis. Yeah, right. Yep. That's just a little south. Yep. Exactly. So we appreciate him being with us. But Murph, I, I want to talk about Jordan Ford, one of our great listeners and great viewers on YouTube of the postgame show. Uh, also sends in mail to the mailbag show. Just w one of the great silver and black today audience out there who's always watching. Um, he he said, and I want to make this comment because we were talked about Josh McDaniels to, to close out the last segment. And I want to bring him up again because he says the only thing that scares me about them coming back is McDaniels getting too cute again. So what we saw, and and, jo and, and Jordan, thank you again for your comment up on YouTube, because um, I want to talk about this. Early on in the season, you mentioned it, Murph. We were very critical. All of us were critical of how Josh McDaniels managed the game. It wasn't good, plain and simple. I'm not going to go back and yeah. change my words then, because it wasn't. But we saw a point 
of, of kind of no return. And it seemed as though Josh McDaniels started to change the way he looked at things. He started to recognize the personnel he had, i.e. Josh Jacobs, and started to run the ball, started to change his play calling, not get too cute. He was doing ends around, all that kind of jazz we saw in the first six or seven games of the season. Now, yes, he's still got his little tricks in the bag with the flea flicker, but the players know it works. They've used it effectively now twice for touchdowns. But I, you, no matter what you feel about Josh McDaniels, you cannot, you cannot say this three-game win streak has nothing to do with how he's evolved. Absolutely. And don't you want to, you know, don't you want to see, you know, constant improvement from your coaching staff and in your team's performance on the field and not regression, right? Like one of the, the clearest signs of bad coaching, and frankly, in any sport, is regression. Like if you're, you know, you take the same group of individuals and you're worse, you know, game to game to game or year to year to year, and you have the same coaching staff, like typically that's a very good sign of, of regression and, and a lack of ability or lack of effectiveness, we'll say, uh, from a coaching staff. Well, this Raider team is doing the opposite. And so that's, I, I think that's what's uniquely encouraging about this football team is that where we went from being a playoff team last year and then saw immediate regression coming mm-hmm. into this year. And, we, and so my thought was, well, this is a bad coaching staff because they've regressed. But then they have turned this corner. And like you said, Josh is improving week to week to week. And he, look, he's still the head man. And all those things that I talked about earlier about like him overseeing the and, 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 and him overseeing the most important thing to me is the culture of the organization and the culture of the locker room. Right. That culture is operating at a high level. Now, yes, the stats and yes, the records didn't show what we wanted them to show early on. But at this point in the season and at, and at this point where it's all going, it's nothing but positivity. So, again, I, I don't understand how, as a fan, how you couldn't be encouraged by that. And maybe there isn't people at this point. I mean, at this point, three in a row now after beating the Chargers, like, you got to be encouraged. Like, I mean, you can't <laughs> not be. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you if, you, if you if you're discouraged by it. But the bottom line is this, is that. They, they've got momentum. Let's hopefully, hopefully we'll see this momentum continue. Does that mean we're going to win out? Probably not. But can we win some more significant games? Can we take out yeah. the Niners? Can we take out maybe the Chiefs? Can we, you know what I mean? Like those are now going to be our Super Bowls. Can we win some significant games, carry that momentum into then in, into 2023? <laughs> let Ziggler build his roster. Let Josh do, do his thing. We've got, they got that much more time in the playbook. My girl Valerie during the game tonight was even talking about it like, there was so much pressure on this team. There was so much expectation on this team from the get-go. These guys are humans. Yeah, they're yeah. professional athletes, but they're also human beings, and maybe it was a little bit too much pressure on them, and maybe it got to them. I don't know. I'm just we're speculating things, but there was clearly something going on earlier in the season that this team has recovered from and turned it around. So, like, I mean, again, you yeah. got to be encouraged going going into the season. And now you, Derek Carr is going to have another year in that playbook. They're going to have an entire, you know, a full, another a full off season to go. They're going to bring in some more components to it. Like, I mean, I look. I'm not trying to be all crazy, freaking like you know, delusional Raider <laughs> fan guys. But like for real though, like you don't, I don't sound know that how way. else. I don't know how else to feel than other than like good about it because we've won three games now. Well, and and that's what that's that's exactly the point I was trying to make over the last several weeks. And some people weren't on board with it because some people, I think, more than anything, like to kind of wallow in self-pity and want to be negative because they weren't happy with things. And I understand the not happy with things. I'm sure. Listen, the guys in the locker room weren't happy with it. But I think you reach a point where you maybe maybe just maybe things start to click for you. I mean, we saw Chandler Jones today and things suddenly all this work he's been putting in, apparently 
that we saw him we saw him do good things in games, but we didn't see him what he got paid to do, which was come in and sack the quarterback. He does it three times. Now, I get it. Some people, well, he's playing the Chargers. They're without two of their offensive linemen. I get that. It doesn't matter, though. At this point, you just want positive movement on this team. You want your team to do well. Think about what they're going to develop next year. Right. And this is gets back to something that we talk about on the show all the time. And you guys talk about on Raiders fan radio every week, too, which is like, how much instability are you happy with? Do you want another coach, another quarterback, another GM every single year? That's why the Raiders are in the position they're in for the last 25 years or plus is because of the constant turnover. So you have to stick with things. And it seems as though. Even though we still have doubts about certain players, around how good this team can be, the reality is, though, that it's trending in the positive direction. This season could have very easily, Murph, fallen off the rails completely, and this team could be 2-10. and Yeah, and we've seen Raider teams do that. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is that, like, you look back at – I mean, I won't call them all out because there's a lot of them, but, like, 2006, (laughs) but, like – you know, there's been plenty of times where we've seen that. We saw the Raiders go, what, 4-0 in the preseason one time, and then Warren Sapp was telling us about how it, it, it built a winning culture in the locker room, and then we won two games that year. Like, I mean, come on. So, I mean, we've seen that version of the Raiders before, but I'm telling you, this version of the Raiders is not that. And and so, you know, our, our, again, I, I are we going to get totally crazy about it? No, but, like, but you've got to be encouraged by it. Um, you know, I've got a question for you, Scott. How about yep. this, too? And I, I got a question for you. So as much as we've done this jettisoning of players uh, of, of, of recent, not picking up your options, all that kind of stuff, there have been some players that have shown up for this Raiders team. Cleveland Farrell would be an obvious one to point at who had a very effective game today. Half sack Do you tonight. see a world where we start bringing back some players that like early on we would have been like, oh, no, these guys are gone. But maybe because of sure. the effectiveness of coaching, maybe because of the change in the culture of the organization, whatever the things are that are they're impacting and adding, you know, improvement to their play. Are we going to see some of these guys come back next year for the silver and black? It's it's a great question, and I, I obviously that starts with 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 uh, Josh Jacobs, and with Josh Jacobs, of course, this stretch he is on fire. He is the best running back in the NFL right now. Okay, there's just no doubt about it. He's playing hurt, which is something he didn't do before. Okay, so so it can be because it's a contract year. I don't know, and the Raiders are going to have to make a tough decision because if they have to go out. And they want to sign him. And depending what Saquon Barkley brings in, the market could set at a very different level. But I will tell you this. He's having a very special year. And, yes, I think players, we talked about it at the beginning of the summer, actually, was like Clee Farrell. Yeah, he's he's basically on his last year, right, because he, de- he, w- he was declined his option as well. And so he has to play himself into a job. And you know what? If I'm the Raiders, he's played well. Is he a number over- four overall pick? No, he's not. He's not that good. He should have never been picked there. But that wasn't his fault. He's playing well. And if you can get him at the right price, absolutely. So I think a lot of this is... Is guy? It's not the Jonathan Abram situation. All those guys are gone, right? The guys that you really didn't feel like uh, they're not going to make it. Everyone else who's there, Murph, has an opportunity to make this team if they want to stay and if the Raiders want to pay them and 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 they see them fit into the future picture. But listen, they're all playing in their system under this regime and they're playing well. So you got to like the chances, at least, of the Raiders having to consider to sign them. And why wouldn't you if they're there already and they're doing well and they know the system? 
I, you know, I think you can get Cleve Farrell to mention him. I mean, I, I think you can get him at a, at a, at a reasonable price. You know I what do I mean? Too. He's not going to yeah. go out and sign a big old giant contract somewhere. So, you know, <laughs> but like for everything that you said, you know, he's going to be somebody familiar with the system. He's been effective in it. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So why wouldn't you bring him back? And then Josh Jacobs, you could franchise tag him for two years at 12, right. six, I think is what it is. Yeah. So like, you know, and then he starts, you know, you get him up, he's bumping 28 years old and then maybe you let him walk. I mean, I, I mean, but there's a world where we can uh, certainly absolutely uh, keep those guys. And and so, you know, I just, I'm gosh, again, I'm not trying to be freaking Pollyanna over here, but sure, like, sure. when you look at the pieces that we have, the improvements that we've made, give Ziegler an off season, I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a uh, – I think we are definitely trending in the right direction. I'll just say that. Well, and, and you also look at situations like the offensive line. We just praised the offensive line earlier in the show because they have been unbelievable. Again, no sack uh, today against the Chargers. They did not give up a sack. Uh, Derek Carr has the best pocket he's had in a long time. He's comfortable back there, is able to do that. And uh, the run game, obviously, is going crazy. So those guys are – does that mean that you don't go out and get two better offensive linemen? No, but now you have depth. You know the guys that are there now can play. So so that's what you need in the NFL because there's always going to be players in and out of the lineup with injuries and whatnot. And so the reason why teams go further in the playoffs and, and do well in the season is because when there is attrition, they have the next man to stand up. And so the Raiders are learning about some of these guys who might not be starters on other teams, but they're playing really well well here they may earn their way into a starting position next year or at the very least the Raiders hold on to them and say hey you know what we want you here we're going to go out we might get somebody that's going to start ahead of you but you're going to be a rotational guy and that's great and that's what the rest of this season should be about it should be about evaluating players of course you're going to win games and you want to win games that's the number one focus of a professional football team but at the same time you got to do it so so I agree with you Murph this is what you have to look at as fans too. look at these players who are playing hard Deron Harmon came in as a free agent he's been around a while that's a guy man listen he's a leader on that team more than the play he's had on the field he has shown that he's leading that young defensive backfield and that's huge huge and that's and that's all the leadership and all the culture and all those things that we talk about all the time those high level concepts that's where it happens to the guys. I mean, guys like Deron Harmon are effectively coaches on the field, right? I mean, they're they're mentors to these young. If you don't think he's a mentor to Trayvon Merrick, then I mean, what else are you watching? Like, I mean, you, right. you, you know that. I mean, you saw they're literally Trayvon Merrick's play is starting to simulate or emulate, I should say, a Deron Harmon. Like, you start to see those things show up, and that's awesome. Like, that's one of the things that is so beautiful about the Raiders organization is in terms of like you think about what. What, what, what Al has always done and what Mark mm-hmm. does now. You bring back the legends of the team. You bring back Marcel Reese. You bring back Villapiano and Daryl LaMonica to speak to your team at a training camp. You bring, you bring back a Willie Brown to be on the coaching staff forever. Like you bring back those players in order to share that knowledge and to share their, you know, whatever the things were that made them great with the young men that are on the field. And that's what you, and I, that's what you see with like a Deron Harmon. It's like that stuff starting to like, you even saw last year with Richie Incognito. The guy was yeah. hurting, but he was still around the building because he was able to like, you know, effectively be a coach on the field. But 
that said, Scott, I, something to I want to tap back into a little bit. And interesting, what you said about like drafting is that like, you know, you could draft highlight reels in the first round, but you sure. draft championships in the later rounds. That's where you build your team. Sure. And so, if, if we can have the core of this team, the core of our offense, the core of our defense, if we can have that stuff established with not only young men but like Max Crosby, but KG veterans like Chandler Jones and Deron Harmon, if we can have those things established and then build around them with depth, like it's again, I'm not getting crazy here, Raider Nation. I'm in my feelings <laughs> a little bit, but I'm I'm not getting totally crazy, but like. This thing could freaking turn around. We could be in for a great finish to this season and a killer freaking 2023. Yeah. Like, I, it's here's what I'll, I'll say this and then I'll shut up. What, earlier on, I, would, I was saying this about the Raiders. Until you give us reason to believe otherwise, until you give us evidence to trust a different opinion, we got to believe with what we see. We saw bad coaching. We saw bad play calling. We saw bad execution. We saw bad body language. We saw, you know, whatever. All the, all the things that were negative about the team and the team was giving us nothing to believe otherwise now it's different so being that we said all that before and said we gotta we gotta we're gonna need to see something positive out of the team in order to believe different well now we're seeing positivity so i'm gonna believe different because that's what we see not only on the field but now in the press conferences and otherwise and god forbid the column in the left is getting close to the column on the right and maybe we'll get more on the left than we do on the right which is wins right Right. Well, and, and that's the thing is, is you have to look, did this team, okay, the team reached in, in some ways rock bottom after the car press conference, that was sort of rock bottom, I thought for the team and for him. I mean, he said it, I don't have to say it for him. He said it. And suddenly after that point, to me, it's sort of like anything you do in life and everybody who out there who's listening or watching, whatever you do for a living, you have to lead at some point, people, a team, whatever, a project, whatever it is. And there's always difficulties and you hit, you hit a bump in the road or a big berm or a friggin' mountain. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's all how you respond to it, right? It, you can give up, retreat back down the mountain and just sit there and do nothing. Or you can fight over it and say, I don't care. I just have to believe that when I get over it, eventually things will get better. And it seems I'm not painting you know, the perfect picture of this team, right? Because obviously they had a terrible start to the season. But to your point, Murph, this team is making, if I'm a fan, that's what I want to see. I want to see, okay, you reach rock bottom, you disappointed me again, but I'm going to see you finish on a strong note. You're not making the mistakes you made four weeks ago. You're not making the same mistakes you made when you blew a 20 to nothing lead and two 17 uh, point leads. You did not do that this time against one of your heated rivals. And so that is a step in a positive direction. And Murph, I think that's where this team is. This team is now going one game at a time, right? Like our good friends out there who've beaten addiction and you say, Hey, I'm taking it one day at a time. That's what the Raiders did. And it seems to be working. They're buying in. And more importantly, they're believing in themselves and in one another. And that's how you win football games. Very well put, Scott. And I, I, you know, couldn't reinforce that more on the idea that we're not defined by the mistakes we make. I mean, and that's, and that's more than just a sports analogy. It's, it's in life. Like that's not what defines us. Things can happen to us externally, or we can be responsible directly for negative things that happen in our life. But what do we do in response to those things? And what, that's what defines our character. And right now the Raiders character is being defined by winning three freaking games in a row. So like they're (laughs) doing the right thing. You know what I mean? So like the, 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 the change is there. And, and that's the, and again, so what, what the specifics are of those changes, 
those are the things that we don't know because we're not inside the walls of Henderson. And, I'm, and, and I wish we could be more so, and we're dependent upon local beat writers and otherwise to, to, to share that stuff with us. And, 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 and I, would, I would trust that we would gain more of an insight probably after the season's over. We'll really know what the kind of the nuts and bolts of it, of, of it is. But yes, absolutely, it's that response. That's what it is, and that's why I get encouraged by this is because it's not just, well, this was bad, and then it ended bad. It's like, no, it was bad, and then it got better, and it's continuing to get better. And so that you know, resiliency on and off the field, like, I mean, it's it's hard to root against that, and I don't know how you can. Right. You know what, how you can, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know how either, uh, and I think you have to root for this team the rest of the way. I know Raider Nation, I mean, listen – 99.9% of Raider Nation's always rooting for their team to win. There's always that 0.1% who's a little wacky, but that's okay. Uh, that's their life. <laughs> there you go. Um, but that's the thing is it, 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 you have to look at it that way, and I think that this team has an opportunity. And, again, there's still hope. You can watch Rudy – Every weekend, and you want to hear about somebody who didn't do anything, was nobody, and came back and, and had a great a story. The Raiders can do that. Look, will the Raiders make the playoffs? The chances are against them. Doesn't mean they can't do it, and it doesn't mean you can't have fun rooting your team on and seeing a bunch of guys get better so that when they get help next year, when they get some young kids, they have all these draft picks and they sign a couple key free agents, whatever they decide to do, they could instantly be better. This team can turn it around very quickly if they end on a positive note and everything seems to be going well. All right, Murph, we're coming up on the end of the show. What I like to do now is tell everybody, again, to go subscribe to Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube as well uh, as follow Murph on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. Murph, also, again, I know the big crab fest is coming up for the Bolitnikovs in yeah. Las Vegas on December 16th, but I, I just always, it's so important, Raider Nation helps their own. Tell everybody about the One Nation Foundation and what you guys do. Appreciate you, Scott. Yeah, so you can go to onenationfoundation.net and check out the nonprofit that we started around our little show, Raiders Fan Radio. When we figured out we could make money with our dopey little podcast, we decided we wanted to give it all away. So all the money that we make by direct donations, merchandise sales, advertising, all that goes to our nonprofit, the One Nation Foundation. And this year, uh, due to the generosity of Raider Nation, we were able to raise ten grand, And so we're able to, to present a check to the Blitnikoffs. And here, just in two weekends, uh, down there at the Paris Casino in Las Vegas. And so appreciate you, Raider Nation, so very, very much. And all of you that, even if you can't, uh, you know, support it uh, monetarily, we just ask for your thumbs up, your subscribe, you smash the bell, stab the link, do all that stuff the kids <laughs> say. You know, we appreciate you very, very much. And to Scott, to end it on your, on your, on your, on your movie uh, example there, I'll just say this, Raider Nation, Rocky loses at the end of Rocky 1, but then he comes back and he finishes, and he wins the freaking title at the end of episode two. So even if we don't end this season with a championship, as long as we end on a high note and yell for Adrian and a big hug at the end of the movie, we got something to look forward to. In the next yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's right. The Rocky one. That's a good analogy. By the way, just again, a thanks out to the Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Gold Strike Casino in Tunica, Mississippi, which is where Murph has been coming to us live from. We appreciate that. Bet MGM, of course, on our Odyssey stations in Las Vegas, 1140 The Bet and 98.5 The Fan. You can hear their shows there as well with Bet MGM. So a great partner for Odyssey here and uh, treating Murph down there really well. We certainly appreciate them giving us the great space uh, for the show. Murph, we're going to talk to you next week, my friend. All right, look forward to it. I'll actually be back in the fan cave next week, Scott. So uh, 
I can't wait to talk to you guys after we beat the Lambs. Let's go, Raiders. There, there you go. And it'll be a Thursday night show, so you can watch Raiders Fan Radio oh, yeah. on YouTube yeah. Wednesday night. And then Thursday night we'll be on live after the game. And I'm actually going to be on location, and I'll tell you about that another time. But that's where we'll be as well, so wow. make sure you're with okay. us next time. Uh, and also make sure that you follow, as I mentioned, follow Murph on Twitter at underscore Murph. And, of course, Raider Fan Radio on YouTube. And go see the show on Wednesday night as well. Well, folks, I want to thank you guys for joining us here on our live post-game reaction show. Do me a favor again. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio podcast you will find us uh just search silver and black today and you can subscribe put on the auto download that helps us out significantly as well as well as dropping us a subscribe and hitting the notification bell on youtube we will be back on tuesday that's right tuesday with Mo Moten, my co-host, he will be here. We'll put one tiny, fine, fine bow on the win over the Chargers. Talk about uh, what we saw in watching the film after the game, of course. Uh, we'll watch the game a couple times in between now and then and tell you about it, as well as the latest in Raiders news and information uh, that you can always find here on this show. And then we will have our Mailbag Wednesday show, or we might do a regular show Wednesday. And then, of course, Thursday, we usually have a show, but now the Raiders play on Thursday, and we'll have a live post game show so we'll we'll drop extra shows this week so again subscribe and we thank you for that one for our producer david stepani and for murph from raiders fan radio i'm scott cobranson for silver and black today and odyssey original podcast we'll talk to you guys next time thanks again for being with us and take care and have a great week enjoy the win raider nation